Hey guys, welcome to the Father Heaven Field podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Luke Sawyer. Today we were joined by DJ Springman, missions pastor at Indian Rocks Baptist Church in Indian Rocks, Florida, um, and father of two. Uh, we had a great conversation talking about fatherhood, um, challenges, control, taking your hands off the wheel, and what it looks like to follow Jesus as a dad. Please remember that the Fatherhood on the Field podcast is brought to you by Timberview Cabins. Timberview Cabins builds and sells vacation rental properties in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and the surrounding areas. If you're considering purchasing real estate for investment purposes, give these guys a call. For more information, check out TimberviewCabins.com. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Fatherhood on the Field podcast. I am your host, Luke Sawyer, um, and I am joined today by DJ Springman. Um, DJ, why don't you take a little bit of time, just introduce yourself, fatherhood journey, family, any of that kind of stuff you want to share? Yeah, yeah, good to be with you today, Luke. And, um, you know, we were, we were married. Uh, we'd been married uh, for three years, and uh, we were thinking 25, but really it our first child came at 29 years old. And I remember my mom saying, you know, honey, you need to have kids. I mean, think about Christmas, you know, think about Christmas without kids. And so I always say that I do think initially most people go into parenthood for probably selfish reasons. I mean, it's, it's interesting. There's, you know, there's thoughts of like, man, uh, my kid's going to do this. They're going to be this. Um, I think it's very easy to kind of get into idol worship, you know, of your kids. Um, but I think in some ways they're, they're almost, you go into it with the heartbeat of, you know, they're going to validate who you are. Um, and I found that with a lot of parents. Um, and it's, it's honestly, I think God gives you kids one to extremely humble you. Um, and, I think also to really give you a better picture of what that relationship looks like between you and, and your heavenly father. Yep. Um, so, but, but yeah, in honesty, um, you know, I, I went into it too thinking, okay, well, since I didn't really, I mean, I had some, my grandfather was instrumental in my life. He's a good man, a, a follower of Jesus Christ. Um, very quiet though, you know, so, uh, and then I would have a few role models, my youth pastor, uh, you know, just different people that kind of poured into my life. But honestly, I, I went into parenting with uh, kind of the thought of, of if I do everything right, I mean, it's kind of like A plus B will equal C, you sure. know. So so I said, OK, my, my dad didn't do these things. This is what I've always wanted to do. And I think, honestly, there is a kind of living vicariously. Uh, of of maybe mistakes made in the past by my dad of, all right, I'm going to write all of those wrongs. I'll do the right thing. And then voila, your kids will be missionaries and walking with the Lord and, <laughs> and it doesn't quite work baseball out that way, studs. It? It, it doesn't quite work out that way. Well, so that's interesting. And I think, you know, speaking from personal experience and not, not in your situation, but I think as, as I've walked with men over the years um, with dads, I think there's kind of this, deep-seated feelings of insufficiency that maybe we don't show to the world but you know there's there's a general fear of like what if I don't pull through 
Um, right. And we, right. and we feel that in, in a bunch of different ways. I mean, in provision and whatever, um, there's this, this fear deep down. So as I went into parenting, I always, I went in with that fear in the back of my head. Like, what if I don't do for this kid now, these four kids, what I'm supposed to do. So as you kind of process through that A plus B equals C, how did that for, you know, for all of us dads on here who have screwed up a million different things, the first time you screwed up the A plus B equals C, um, how did you rectify that or walk through that, you know, personally? Yeah. Sorry, off, yeah, the, I mean, off the question questions, but. Yeah. Um, honestly, it, I would say, first of all, it is a process. I mean, it, God is teaching me, even this morning, you know, I was reading um, in Second Samuel, and it's, it's David and his encounter with Bathsheba, you know, and, and as you're reading that, one of the things that I see is, is like, so here's, here's David who messes up with Bathsheba, and it was a, it's a process that he goes through, you know. He, he makes a mistake. He has a child. He tries to get Uriah, you know, to, to come home off the battlefield. Um, we, you know, and he doesn't, he doesn't, um, he stands outside or sits outside of Bathsheba's door, doesn't even go in. David tries to get him drunk. That doesn't work, moves him to the battlefield in the front, you know, and all this time, I've never really seen it this way, but here's God who is allowing David to make mistake after mistake after mm-hmm. mistake, you know, and, and understanding too, that, um, that he would pay the consequences. God knew that there was going to be pretty dire consequences for him, you know? Um, but then a part of the verse I, I had not really, it hadn't resonated with me, but it was today as I was reading it is so David, God, God basically said, you know, tells him that you're, you know, it's going to cause trouble in your home and all of that. But ultimately um, we see that, that, that David, his heart is broken. You know, he's, he goes before the Lord and, and um, you know, it says he worshiped him, which is interesting. Um, this is after actually the son that he had with Bathsheba died. But the interesting thing to me is, is that you see later that David marries Solomon or uh, takes in uh, Bathsheba as his wife and they have a son Solomon. And it says in scripture that, that God loved Solomon. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, for me, it was, it's because I think, I think one of the biggest things that we, we deal with as, as men, and it's across the board, but because there's this burden of, we are the, you know, we have the, the burden and also the, the opportunity, but of being the spiritual leaders in our family. And so I think guys in general, they just carry the weight of being providers and, you know, and we're quiet about it a lot. We just kind of take that burden on because who do you, who do you talk to about that? Um, but it is with our kids. And so, uh, but what I, what I love with this story of here's the, here's the good father who is allowing David to make mistakes um, that are really costly, but yet there's this whole thing too of redeeming, you know, this redemption that, that God, does with David so much so that, I mean, it winds up being Solomon, who was the wisest man to ever walk the planet, you know, but, and then Solomon, he had a lot of trouble too. But I think it's this, this idea that, man, we, we try to save our kids from so many things and you just, I mean, I, I don't want my boys to make bad decisions, but they do. And sure. they, they, they did today, <laughs> you know? And so 
God, I think God is just continuing to show me that, um, you know, even in the, 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 it is that idea that God is working things together for his good, you know, and, and even in their mistakes that you'd love to save them from everything. What I rest in is that God is good and he's got them, you know, and, and if, if they will surrender different things and, you know, David, David had a broken heart and a, a contrite spirit and, you know, and he worshiped the Lord, but the Lord still took that and made something beautiful out of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think, I think in some ways that, that man, we carry around too much of the, the ownership, good or bad, you 100%. know, and, and that, that takes the joy out of being a father. It really okay. does. Well, and I think even in that, and I've said this before on the podcast, I mean, it, it's so imperative that we do begin to apologize to our kids, right? Yeah. Because we are going to screw up. And, and it's in those screw ups that I feel like the Lord is really molding us and shaping us um, and, and shaping them too. Um, so as, yeah. as a dad now, of how old do you say the kids are? 18 and 21? 23 and 20. 23 Actually, and 20. Tw- 24 and 20. 24 and 20. Okay. So as a I, dad I now, think you think. I should ask Tracy. Tracy will tell me the correct answer. They're, they're 20-ish. <laughs> In their 20s. Um, so as you look at them now as a dad and you've seen, all right, we have made as any 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old male does, poor decisions. How do you shepherd them, walk with them as a dad inside of their poor decision-making? As I'm sure you and yeah. I also made equally poor decisions at that age. Yeah. Well, I th- I think kind of going back to your first question too of of I, I I think because we feel so directly I mean we feel so connected to how they turn out yep. you know and there obviously is some truth to that that there's there's foundational things that we do but it but to me it's I see it in in coaching and and parents you know especially dads like some of the dads who lose their minds with their kids because I think there's so much ownership in they're a reflection of of me and so if they don't produce then it's you know I mean they literally parents lose their minds in that area we I, I've I've seen guys that are like very rational um, clear thinkers but when it comes to their kids they. I don't know what happens, you know, but I think it's, it is that, that there's, that we feel like there's such a reflection on us and, and we don't want to, feel I just, weak. yeah, for sure. And don't want to feel and, weak. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, you know, and so because of that, and, and to me, that's really a sinful kind of that selfish, you know, um, nature that we have, um, you know, what I've been looking at is like examples in scripture, just like I was sharing with Dave, how, how the Lord dealt with David, you know, allowed him to make mistakes. I think about the prodigal son, you know, here is the father who is, it's a picture of the heavenly father, you know, and, and basically we don't question whether the heavenly father was a good parent or a bad parent. We know he's a perfect parent, you know, but his kids, both of them, one is, one is work worldly and the other one is you know pharisaical right uh in in his thought and but and i think really where we reflect the lord the most is how we respond to our kids in in ways that they you know when they they have um victories but i i think we have an opportunity to to show the most uh of god's character when they do make poor decisions yep 
No, and you know, I, I agree 100%. Because one of the things we've been, yeah. my wife and I have been walking through lately is just reminding ourselves of, I think it's like Romans 2, 4. I'm not 100% on that. But that his, his kindness is leading to our repentance. Yeah. Like his yeah. kindness, yeah, his faithfulness, sure. his gentleness with us as we screw stuff up should be replicated in how we parent. Um, and yeah. I find myself going the opposite direction so often. Um, even, and I was using this illustration with, with guys recently, but we feel when our kids don't act the way that we think they should act, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, then we feel the embarrassment of that because we take that as a personal affront. Right. Right. And, and, and like you said, it's, it's ultimately one, it's outside of our control as dads. And we think that we're going to control everything that happens. Um, and two, yeah. those, those mistakes might ultimately be the things that God is using in their lives to shape yeah. them and mold them just as he's using their mistakes to also shape and mold us. For sure. I think we, I think as young parents, we get into kind of a dangerous space because we, for the most part, we can control a lot of what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, if they misbehave, you can put them in a room, uh, whatever we do, dealing with them discipline wise, we can actually not, you know, if, if they're not well behaved out in public, we can not go out anymore. You know I mean? So so we can control a, a larger part of that. And it is a, for all the parents that are in the age group of about 13 and 14 years old, I want to give you the heads up that as soon as they start driving, it just kind of changes everything. Yep. And, and, and probably this, and, and I would say too, like this next generation of parents, which I would include myself somewhat in, that, that we're able to see where they are. Um, you know, find my iPhone. We can always check. I mean, there's always this being connected with them. And to some degree, it's just, there's a safety feeling in that. But man, I think it's created in us this monster of control. And, And so we don't want them to make mistakes. And like you said, that was you know, we always find ourselves too. And we say, Oh, can you believe so-and-so did this? You know, my wife and I are talking about it. And ultimately it comes back to, well, remember when we were their age and if you didn't do the exact same thing, it was really close. So I'm like, I know, but they need to be smarter. Yep. No, it's, it's really interesting because I think the Lord does lead us to complete dependency as parents. You know, I was listening yeah. to something recently, and, and I'm not sure if this is accurate or not, so you know, quote me or don't quote me on this, um, but I was listening to a sermon, and the pastor was saying that the, the word uh, that's used after, uh, after the initial sin of Adam and Eve, when Eve is uh, dealt the hand of pain in childbearing, um, that it's ultimately a word that, that could also be pain in child rearing. Um, like in parenting, it is painful. Right. And that's something that's just the the result of the fall. And, you know, even from the initial steps of parenting through, I'm sure the stage that you guys are at is, you know, we were recently talking about motorcycle purchases um, is, you know, I remember holding my nine year old who who's nine now, but when he was a week old and he stopped breathing on us and holding him and thinking, all right, like, ultimately, this is outside of my control. Right. Like, I cannot Mm -hmm. control whether this child lives or dies. Um, Like, he's the Lord's. He's always been the Lord's. And there's there's so much I can do and there's so much I can't. Um, and in the same way, we kind of walk that as parents that like parenting opens us up to heartbreak. Um, yeah, but it's also so beautiful in the process that we walk through with them. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think, I think when we were younger, 
I remember someone kind of talking to us and saying, you know, you do know that God's given your, your kids, um, but you don't own them. You're just, you're stewards of them. You, the whole idea is you're, you're to be um, shaping them, pouring into them, developing them to ultimately launch them, but they're, they're the Lord's. And I, and I think that we, we don't look at our kids as just we're stewarding them. We, we kind of, there's an ownership that takes place and, I, and an identity, I think, that takes place that, you know, because some of them, they look like us and they sometimes and sometimes act and they, way too much like us. Yes. Yeah. Which is usually the one that annoys you the most. Exactly. But, but, you know, and, and gosh, it's, it, it's a scary road to go down. And again, it's just, the, it's that whole principle of abiding in the Lord. That's difficult to do within ourselves. But then when you're talking about with your own kids, I think it's just, man, it's, it's, I've learned, I, I will tell, I will say this. I'm so grateful that I have kids that I've, that I, that I have kids in my life. Um, but one of the things I'm the most grateful about with it is just that I think my relationship with the Lord has mm-hmm. grown more of an intimacy because I can identify, you know, and, and I actually, I can identify in the way that I want to respond to my son and and it's ways that my heavenly father would not respond to me and i'm so glad i'm so glad he wouldn't respond the way that i want to respond to my son you know because he's a good father and and um so it it's it's tested my faith you know now there may be some people listening who their kids are angelic and they'll never experience yeah, this so praise the lord that's just annoying <laughs> be really really <laughs> grateful you're probably not listening to this podcast you're yeah, yeah. you're uh listening to how to become more perfect but um you know yeah it's 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 there's blessings in it and man it's it it is being a parent is hands down the most difficult thing i've ever done in my life Yep. I second that a hundred percent. So as we kind of wrap down our time today, you know, one of the things that I wanted to ask you is for those of us in my stage of life, right? Nine, seven, three, one, it's complete chaos. Nobody sleeps. We're exhausted. <laughs> what advice would you give to us dads as we're yeah. on the beginning stages to a certain extent of this parenting journey? Yeah. I mean, what I would first of all say is fight for your marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's, that's the number one thing, because like I said, you, I think we get this, this thing in our mind that, cause you're in a season. And, and I always say the season that you're talking about age group wise is the most difficult season of marriage life. I think that, that anyone will experience. And so, but, but the reality is the, the kids, they do grow up. You know, and and about I don't know about twelve, thirteen. Dad and mom are, if they were ever cool at all, they they become very uncool um, quickly. You know, and it's weird because you spent what I've seen with other parents is they've spent, and obviously, you know, there it, it does require a lot of your attention and time, and physical energy, mental energy to to father kids at that age to to parent kids that age but i found along the way that that there does come a time where they're gone yeah. and it, and it's also this season of they don't come back right away and say mom and dad 
you sacrificed so much for me. I'm just so grateful. You know, I want to buy you a house. I mean, that doesn't typically happen, you know? Um, and it might not be years down the road. Honestly, it might not ever be sure. that they, usually what happens is when they become a parent, they realize how much was sacrificed. But I think, I think that's, that like hits you in the face and we're, we're close to our kids, honestly, but, but they're, it, we're in this season where they are ready to live their lives. We're ready for them to live their lives. And I'm just really grateful that along the way, even though it was difficult, that Tracy and I, my wife, that we, we fought for each other. Yep. Because, because at the end of the day, like they, you know, they start getting to the stage where, you know, I'm not saying that we talk about our parents this way, especially if my mom's listening. Um, but, you know, uh, I don't know. We, we, I think they're going to look at us as, oh, mom and dad, they're so cute, aren't they? They're crazy. And they just kind of move on with their lives. Right. And, and what we're left with is each other. And so I would strongly recommend, you know, fight for each other. But that's, the, that's a big part. And then also, you know, your, your kids are stewardom. And, and they are the Lord's. And read scripture and see time after time of godly men and women um, whose kids just made a decision, you know, and they, they decided not to go after the things of the Lord. And, and, um, and so don't, don't beat yourself up too bad, seriously, because uh, I think in the end, um, they're wanting to see, and, and I'll, I'll close on this, um, so you're not sweating it that I'm going to go too long on this, but, um, you know, it is one thing. I remember coming to a place where I was talking to the Lord and I'm like, Lord, I've done everything right. Like I, they went to a Christian school. Um, you know, they have two parents that love each other. They, we had them in church. They went on mission trips with us. You know, I mean, I, I just kind of put my list of everything and, and because they're not living up to this standard that I have for them, which is, is I don't think really anybody could kind of jump through. I, I couldn't have jumped through that standard, you know? Um, but because they're not there, I, I had a moment with the Lord where I was saying, I just, well, I tried, Lord, but obviously it didn't work. So, oh, well, you know, and I just remembered the Lord saying, man, you think that your journey is over. It is just starting because you've, you've laid the foundation, but now they want to watch you because they're men now and they want to watch you as a man. Like, how are you going to conduct your business as a man hmm. you taught them it? Now they're watching you and seeing that you live it. And so um, that's what I would say too, is just, just stay the course. Um, and it's never, you never stop being a parent. And um, even, even when they're adults, uh, but they, but what's so important is that you actually have a relationship and that the Lord is the most important thing in your life because everything will, that's what they, that's really, I think what they want to see, you know, does this, was this just talk or was this, was this everything to dad? You know, and I think that's what they're looking at now. Even when they mess up, they're looking at how I respond to them. Hmm. That's it's interesting, and I, not to belabor your point or add on to your point, but I think that's just it's just a powerful thought that we're. I, I think for people in my stage of life, it's everything is like it's the momentary, right? It's like, can right. we get to bedtime today um, before I have a heart attack? Um, but the reality is, we're playing the long game right? Like it's not yeah. in the momentary things. It's the same thing for us, right? In our spiritual development. Um, like my, my relationship with Jesus is not defined by today. Like it's defined by right. a lifetime, 
And it's the yeah. same thing in parenting that we're, we're playing the long game that even in the stage of life that you're in, and I love the way you said it, like they're looking at you to say, what does it mean to be a man? You get 20 yeah. and 24. Um, because right. you're the model that they have. And that consistency yeah. over the years is what leads to fruit and might never lead to fruit in this lifetime. We might not see it. Right. But right. ultimately it leads to fruit because we've been faithful with what we've been given. Um, yeah. And I, and I think there's more of a challenge with this generation because we're so used to it happening immediately, you know? And so there's a, I think in my mind, it's like they should be here. And the truth is it is a journey for all of us. I got, I'm still learning things, you yep. know, that God is teaching me. So, um, yeah, don't grow weary. Amen. Don't yeah. grow weary in doing good. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, DJ, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you taking the time um, to jump on here. And, and hopefully Absolutely. for those of you listening, you know, this is an, an encouragement to you as you run hard after fatherhood, figure out what this thing looks like um, and ultimately take your hands off the wheel. Right. I mean, we Absolutely. all have this natural drive to control. Um, yeah. And if anything's going to show us that we're not in control, it's probably parenting. Um, That's right. So I appreciate you being on here and appreciate you guys listening um, and look forward to uh, coming back to you guys with another episode here in the next couple of weeks. Have a great day.